I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to be answering a heap of your questions that have been sent in on the Instagram story this week. Our first one, normally I do three of these at a time, but this one, uh, I thought it was a good enough question for me just to do a solo podcast on it. Really interesting. It is from Luciano Padovano. Apologies if I pronounced that wrong, brother. He says, what player are you most excited for in 2022? Now, uh, I couldn't really narrow it down to one player, so I decided to go through each and every team and name the guy and I am most excited to watch in season 2022. For some teams, there was an obvious standout for me. For other teams, I had to name a few because there might not be a single standout, but there's a couple of guys that I'm really interested in. Some of them will be from like a super coach perspective. Some of them will just be general NRL, but I will clearly uh, differentiate those two during the podcast. So let's kick off this one with the Brisbane Broncos. Now up at the Broncos, obviously Adam Reynolds, Kurt Cables arriving up there. Really am excited to see those guys but there is still a standout fellow there for me, and it's Katoni Staggs. I absolutely love this bloke. I think he's a superstar in our game. I think that the Brisbane Broncos play finals footy if he probably plays every game this year. I think he's got... That he has that much of an impact on games. It's unbelievable. Last year, the Broncos, the year before that, they just looked like a busted asshole. They looked awful. But every time this fellow was standing on the right edge, this Brisbane team just looked completely different. I think that if he gets if he gets to put together three seasons where he plays, I'm going to say 50-plus games across three seasons, so only plays, you know, 65 70% of his games, I, I think he could establish himself as one of the top three, if not the best center in the game. This is the sort of potential I think this guy has, Katoni Stagg. So super hyped to see him back. That's NRL and Supercoach. I had him in Supercoach last year, waited all year to get him back. When he came back, 
He came back from an ACL, I'm pretty sure. And most guys, when they return from an ACL, they lose a yard of speed. It takes them a year to get themselves back into the piece. Mate, it took this guy 25 minutes until he was the most dynamic guy on the Broncos team outside of Payne Haas. So, Katoni Staggs with a preseason under his belt. We're hearing that he will be ready for the start of the season, and he is already training as well. So, very, very exciting. I, I believe that at the end of last year, he could have actually played in the last round or two uh, if they were desperate, but he chose just to wait for this season. I think that's sensational. Great choice by Katoni Staggs, and he is the guy the Brisbane Broncos I am very keen on Supercoach-wise, NRL-wise. He's the main guy that I will be watching. Super exciting to see a guy like Adam Reynolds arrive there. He will be sensational for Katoni Staggs. He understands how to position teams to get the very best out of your strike weapons. So Katoni Staggs, he would be my guy. Brisbane, Adam Reynolds, Kirk Cable, not far behind. Payne Haas, always up there as well. I love Tyson Gamble as well. Very excited to see where he lands in this team. You can throw Albert Kelly in there as well. Whichever one gets the sixth jersey, I'm very excited for as well. Let's move to the Canterbury Bulldogs. And there are so many guys to choose from here. It's crazy. Uh, but I think I have to go for the guy that I think everyone's the most excited about. It has to be Matty Burton. I can't wait to watch him play 5-8. I'm a little bit worried about who's going to be 7 and how that's going to impact him. Uh, I'm not going to hype him up like crazy like a lot of people have. He's coming from playing centre on the best edge in rugby league with the best winger outside him and one of the most damaging second rowers in our game inside him. He was on a pretty good wicket at Penrith, but there's no doubt that he is an exceptional player and I think he's going to do really well at Canterbury super hyped to see him uh, I'm not going to hype it up as much as other people will I'm just going to let Matt Burton find his way because uh, you've got no idea what this Canterbury side is going to look like but he is going to have moments of individual brilliance uh, across this season I can't wait to see them the first time he cranks it off that left foot fuck it's going to be a bad day to be that defender so Matty Burton from the Canterbury Bulldogs he would be my guy I'm also very excited to see Paul Vaughan I've seen him obviously go through absolute shit over the last two years and completely fair enough he lost his form then he made an absolute bonehead decision so very little sympathy but I'm all for him rebuilding himself and uh, getting himself back to where he was. I, I don't think you can wish that against anyone. So, Paul Vaughan, excited to see him come back. Uh, the other guy that I'm excited for is Josh Adokar. Keen to see him in a different system. Um, once again, I hope people aren't expecting him to score 20-plus tries every season. Probably won't happen at Canterbury once again, but uh, very excited to see Fox. Matt Dufty's another one. Backs against the wall. Excited to see him go around. Uh, there's plenty of guys that are waiting to play fullback in that team, like Jake Avarillo. So, He's borrowing that jersey. He's renting it. Uh, so backs against the wall for him. It's either he performs now or he goes to England, I think, Dufty. And I like seeing guys in those situations. Let's move to the Canberra Raiders. And there's a standout here for, for me. Uh, I think a lot of people probably expect me to say Jamal Fogarty. Uh, for me, it's Adam Elliott. I, I think he's going to be a really good signing. I spoke to him briefly the other day on Instagram. We spoke for about 15 minutes and... Uh, he was telling me about Millie Boyle. He's in a relationship with her, and he seems to be in a really positive place at the moment. He had very high praise for Ricky Stewart. I'm pretty sure he's going to aim to try and get the 13 jersey, which is where I think he should play. I've said a number of times on this podcast that I think he's an out-and-out 13, and I think that for the first 10 or 15 games of 2020 before he got injured, I thought he was pushing you know, Cam Murray, Victor Radley, these sort of guys. I thought he was sensational. Injury and bonehead, utter bonehead decisions have derailed that over the last few months. I do like Adam Elliott, but I'm not hiding away from that he's made some serious dickhead moves. I do hope that he turns it all around. Pretty much said that to him the other day. I believe that when, once he's got it all sorted and he's back in a routine of footy and everything, he is going to jump on the podcast, which would be a really interesting chat. Uh, once again, similar situation to Paul Vaughan. I want these guys to be able to turn themselves around and 
and achieve what they should be achieving because they're better footballers than the positions they're in at the moment. So Adam Elliott, he would be my guy from the Canberra Raiders. Very excited for him. Hopefully he can land the 13 jersey. The other one is Harley Smith Shields. I love this kid. Hudson Young's another one too. So a few guys down at Canberra I've got my eye on. Uh, and a couple of guys I really want to see be successful. And if those three are successful, they play in good footy, I find it hard to believe that Canberra will be the same tyre fire they were last year. Let's move to the Penny Panthers. Uh, to be honest with you, after talking to Nathan Cleary the other day, I know it sounds stupid, but I'm excited to see him go around again. I love watching him play footy. I'm really excited see how he goes now that he's won a premiership. The monkey's off the back, a little bit less pressure on him. Uh, so very excited to see how that one plays out with Nath. Other guys, though, you've obviously got a few guys leaving. Uh, there's going to be a center spot that's going to open up now that Matty Burton's gone. There's going to be a back row position that's going to open up because of Kirk Cable leaving. So that second row position, Scotty Sorensen and Liam Martin, two guys I'm really excited to see them get more time. Out in the centers, Taylor May or Isaac Tago. I think one of those two guys will take that left edge spot. Uh, I'm probably leaning towards Tago at the moment and I think he's going to be an absolute weapon out there so uh, he might be on the right side depending on what they want to do with Stephen Crichton if they move him to the centres I'm not sure how it's going to play out but those are probably my four or five names out at Penrith bit hard to pick a guy from a premiership winning team already they're so stacked they're all playing great footy but uh, Nathan Cleary no doubt about it he's probably the number one guy I want to watch there as I'm sure it is for most people Manly Seagulls uh, if I had to pick someone not named Tom Travojevic which I think is the only fair thing to do here two guys I'm excited for. Three guys, actually. Uh, they're all forwards. The first one is Joshy Schuster. We tipped him to be Rookie of the Year last year. He had a sensational year. Didn't quite win Rookie of the Year. Probably was third, maybe fourth in those rankings. Uh, but very excited to see him back up this year, especially I don't think he played overly well in the finals, which I know he's a real competitor. I know that'll really sting him. So excited to see him. Ethan Bullimore arriving there from the Brisbane Broncos. I really like this guy. Tremendous leg speed. I think he's a really good pickup for the Manly Seagulls. I think he, great. he brings a great um, a gr- like he's just a point of difference in their forward pack. You've got all these different body shapes. I've spoken about this a little bit. So Ethan Bullimore, very excited to see him. The other guy that's sort of flown under the radar, I saw, saw a tape of him training the other day, is Andrew Davey. Uh, at Parramatta a few years ago, I thought he absolutely killed it. I was so impressed with him. He's obviously an older guy playing in the NRL, but he's just, he's so talented and he's just tough as nails. He's reliable. I love footballers like that. Went to the Manly Seagulls. I believe it was an ACL last year. He's on his way back now, so he'll be playing in season 2022. It's going to be hard to get into this team because there's two back rowers that have brained it and a couple of other guys in the bench in Kepi and stuff. But very excited for Andrew Davey, one of the good guys in rugby league, and I want to see him get back into this side and playing some regular first grade. Let's move to the Cronulla Sharks. Sharkies, a couple of big signings this year. Cam McInnes, Dale Finucane that come to mind. But for me, it has to be Nico Hines. You're probably expecting me to say my boy, Matty Moylan, but Nico Hines, it's just all eyes on him. I'm very keen to see how he goes. The other one is Will Kennedy as well. He's coming off a career-high year. They've brought a superstar fullback who's going to play 5'8 because of him. Sort of puts a little bit of pressure on Will Kennedy to perform. If he's not playing well at fullback... The Cronulla Sharks fans could turn on him very quickly. As much as he's a fan favourite now, uh, there is the risk of them not performing, him copping a bit of shit and people wanting Nico Hines to play fullback. So very excited to see him go around again. Connor Trace is the other one that I really like in this side. Uh, you've also got Royce Hunt, had a couple of injuries. Same as Sifatalakai last year. So uh, as you all know, I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Sharkies. I really like the team that they've formed. And I think there's a lot of guys in this side with real high-end potential. So a lot of guys to be excited about the Sharks. But top of the pile, top of the heap has to be Nico. 
Nico Hines. No doubt about that. Let's move to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Really interesting one here. Um, Milford's a guy I'm interested in. I wouldn't say I'm super hyped about Milf, but I'm interested to see how he goes. So he has to get a feature. Depending on what they do with their left, span- left center spot, Dane Gagai has obviously gone back to the Newcastle Knights. So there is a spot there. Now... Personally, the way that South Sydney play and how Cody Walker and Latrell and Alex Johnson are so good down that left edge, I would be taking your next best back, your next best centre and putting them at left centre. For me, that is Campbell Graham. And I think at left centre, he could play state of origin. Uh, not at centre, but potentially get a spot on the wing or be only one one, one or two injuries away from playing state of origin. Uh, Campbell Graham, I think he's criminally underrated. He's a guy that I would love to see jump in at left centre. A lot of South fans I've spoken to think that he will stay on the right. Um, they're their reasoning being that on the right-hand side, they've lost Reynolds, they've lost Sewer, so you want to keep Campbell Graham for some continuity. For me, I don't know if keeping one dude is really going to form that. You've got new guys with new combinations anyway. You've got a different guy to Adam Reynolds who's going to be jumping in there. You've got a different guy to Jaden Sewer. So you're going to have to change your defensive structures anyway. For me, it's a new coach anyway. Things are going to change. So I don't really agree with that argument. I, I think it's, a, it's to some extent a bit of a fresh start under new coaching. He's not going to come in and follow exactly what Wayne Bennett did with a completely new squad because Adam Reynolds has walked out. So I'd love to see Campbell Graham over there. Tane Milne, he's another one that I think could do really well there. Other guys that I'm interested in, though, we mentioned that Adam Reynolds is gone. So I think Blake Taff, he'll start there in the early rounds. But I think eventually it'll be Lachlan Ilias, a kid I'm really excited about. I think he's got real potential moving forward. So Ilias, I think he'll be the seven for the back end of the season. Very excited about him. The other two guys I'm keen as all hell to see next year is Cody and Luttrell. Adam Reynolds has walked out. He's been holding the keys at the South Sydney Rabbitohs for a number of years. It is up to Cody and Luttrell to lead this side now. They've got all the potential in the world to do it. So if they are able to step up and play their best footy, it could be absolutely anything. I'm so excited to see how they react to this challenge of Adam Reynolds leaving and someone having to step up. So exciting times. I think with Latrell as well, I imagine he's had to have learned some hard lessons. He's going to miss the start of the season. He missed out on playing the last six or seven games with Adam Reynolds. He missed out on a grand final and had to sit in the stands and watch them lose a grand final. I mean, it doesn't get much tougher than that. So I'm very interested to see how the boys respond to that. Cody Walker as well had a great grand final through the intercept though. That is what will stick with him during this offseason. And two guys that have something to prove with people doubting them, myself included. Very excited to see how they go next year. Let's move to the Sydney Roosters. A heap of guys I'm excited for here. Luke Keary is number one. Premier half in our game. It'll be sensational to see him back. Another one is Billy Smith. Uh, He's been injured the last few years, but I think he will get first crack at left center. I think he'll do very well. I think Keary, the best thing about Luke Keary is that he doesn't overplay his hand. He understands how important it is to release and give your centers time, this will suit Billy Smith down to a T. So I think that's going to be a really good combo. Uh, I said it on the live yesterday. The interesting thing about Kiri is the last time he played, he's left center. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
was Josh Morris. His left-back role was Boyd Corner. It has completely changed now. You've got Angus Crichton and I think Billy Smith. If it's not Billy Smith, it'll be Paul Momorowski. If it's not Paul Momorowski, it'll be Joseph Sawali. So whichever way it goes, it's a completely new set of combos for Luke Keery. So very interesting. Uh, the other one I like is Connor Watson. Very good signing there. We'll touch on him over the next few days in a little bit more depth. Uh, and Tupanua. I think Stilly Tupanua is going to have a big breakout year for the Sydney Roosters. Uh, you talk to any of the guys at training and everything, and they just... They praise this kid so much that he's just a monster. I don't think we've seen the very best of him in first grade yet. I think 2022, it might be the year that you see the best out of him just quietly. So Satili Tupanua, one to keep an eye on. Egan Butcher, always very excited about him, have been for 18 months or so. Keen to see him get into a regular flow of first grade, along with Lindsay Collins returning as well, which will be sensational. I think he's another premier front rower in our game. Let's move to the Newcastle Knights, and it has to be one guy. It has to be Kalen Ponga. Uh, with Mitchell Pearce leaving, the keys are handed to KP. Whether he wants it or not, they're handed to him. Whether he's ready to take them or not, they're handed to him. He's going to have to deal with it. This is where champion players can elevate themselves. And as much as I probably don't think he's ready for this sort of situation, KP is going to have to do his very best to make himself ready. And I have no doubt he'll be putting him, putting in, he, put, doing everything he can to put himself in the right frame of mind and the right situation to be able to deliver. But it is a lot of pressure, and I'm very keen to to see how KP goes. Gagai arrives there too, which is very exciting. Lachlan Fitzgibbons had a sort of bad injury run the last few years, so excited to see him. And of course, their player of the year last year, Jacob Saifidi. Uh, very keen to see him back up once again. Going to be an interesting year for Saifidi. Uh, I would say that Brad Fittler would have his eyes on him. He loves Daniel Saifidi. Uh, dare I say Jacob almost played better than him last year. So I've always said that I think right now Jacob is playing better than when Daniel first got selected to play State of Origin. So I think there could be an opportunity there for him. Let's move to the New Zealand Warriors. A heap of guys here. Obviously headlined by Sean Johnson. It'll be great to see him back in a Warriors kit. He's obviously a different footballer now that he's returned. We'll talk about him over the next few days though. Josh Curran, absolutely love this bloke. Spoke about him last year. He burst onto the scene. Absolutely killed it. Very excited for him from a super coach and an NRL perspective. Reese Walsh, second year in first grade. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Having Sean Johnson there will help his cause, though. Um... uh, who, have, who have I got here? Aaron Penney, a second row that a second row slash middle. I'm not sure where he's going to play. They've picked him up from the Melbourne Storm. Very keen to see how he goes. It's not very often guys leave Melbourne and get better, especially forwards. I reckon this guy might be one of them. I think he's going to kick on and have a really good career, Aaron Penney. So one to keep an eye on. Uh, there was the center slash winger that I liked last year, Valemi. Uh, he didn't get to play a heap of footy by the end of the season, but he's another one to keep an eye on. Played in the Queensland Cup uh, finals for the Dolphins, I think it was, for Redcliffe, and he was very, very impressive. So another one to keep an eye on there. Let's move to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The big three stand out straight away. Bud, Amone, and Sloan. These three will, I am very keen to see. Love the way they go about their footy. I think this Amone, he is something seriously special. And Tyrell Sloan, when I first saw him. I couldn't believe how skinny he was, but he seems to be deceptively strong and seems to be a good guy. I listen to him on the Scope podcast as well, so very excited for those three guys, as I'm sure all Dragons fans are. Uh, Another guy I'm very keen to see is Jack Bird. This is a guy that has just been bashed from pillar to post the last few years. Uh, it looks like he could potentially play 13 or in the middle, which I've been calling for for a long time. So it'd be great to see him get his hands on the ball a little bit more. If there's some injuries at 5'8 or whatever, I wouldn't be surprised to see him jump in there at some point as well. So very excited for the, the, the young three, the big three, the young three, whatever the hell you want to call them, at the Red V. And of course, Jack Bird. Let's move to the Tigers. Has to be my boy, Jackson Hastings. Uh, we've spoken a lot during the offseason. He's come on the podcast. We spoke for a couple of hours. I've been following his story very closely. I love 
I love the way that he's matured over time. Uh, I'm so excited to see him back in the NRL. I can't wait for him to prove a lot of people wrong. Am I stoked he's at the Tigers? No, I'm not. I'm not going to hide away from that. Said that to Jacko off the mic as well. But... I mean, he's back in the NRL. There is an opportunity there for him to turn a club around. He did this at Salford. He arrived there. They're about to get relegated. He got into a grand final. Uh, he won a man of steel there, the equivalent of the Daly M, which you can tell me, uh, it's dog shit, it's crap. But, fuck, it's like if the Newtown Jets were put into first grade next year and he went there as the halfback and he won the Daly M in his first season, I mean. It is a very, very impressive knock. He's come a long way, Jackson Hastings, and he's the guy to watch for me at the West Tigers. Obviously, Stefano and Dane Laurie, other guys to keep an eye on too. I love, love Stefano and what he's doing at the moment. I already think he's the best forward at the club. Sean Bloor's coming through the system too. Uh, he's got to explode sooner rather than later, I think. Uh, we're hearing now that potentially Luciano Lelua may be leaving. That's just broken sort of as I'm recording. So there might be a big opportunity there for Sean Bloor. Let's go to the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, Xavier Coates. He's probably the headliner here, the one that interests me the most. An absolute freakish talent. Very GI Israel Folau sort of vibes when they were young. And I really do think he's only scratched the surface of what he's capable of doing. And we know that when guys walk into the Melbourne Storm, they essentially improve out of sight overnight. So cannot wait to see what Xavier Coates does at the Melbourne Storm. I assume will he play left or right wing? Oh, I'm not sure which side he'll be on, whether he'll replace Fox or go to the right side. Played right for the Brisbane Broncos, I'm pretty sure, most of the time off the top of my head. Uh, but I think he could do either side, and I think he'll do a tremendous job. Also depends how they want to use Remus Smith as well. Uh, other guys there, Harry Grant gets to play a full-time role in the nine, I believe. I'm assuming Brandon Smith will go to the 13. And I've been saying for a few years, I think Brandon Smith's about a 13 than he is nine. He might be a top two, top three, nine in rugby league, but I think his better position is 13. And I think as far as the Melbourne Storm goes, they will be a better team for having him at 13. And that'll sound crazy, but I think once you see Harry Grant, you see him full-time and people aren't having these instant reactions to... Uh, a couple of bad moments by Harry. I think you'll be very surprised. But we'll see how that one plays out. The other guy I'm keen for, and I don't know if we'll see him this year, but I'll be very keen to keep an eye on him, is uh, Wishart. A little Tyrone, Tyron Wishart. Obviously, the son of Rod Wishart. We had him on the podcast. Big fan of this family. Big fan of Tyron. Uh, watched him play a little bit of footy down at Gerringong when he was a little bit younger. I don't know what position he's going to end up being. I think it will be hooker. Uh, but he could sort of do anything. Could be a great little 14 at the Melbourne Storm over the next few years. Let's move to the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Will Penasini, without a doubt. Very keen to see Will Penasini go around again. I've had my eyes on him for a couple of years. Mentioned him very early on the podcast last year. Burst onto the scene and absolutely killed it. So very excited for him moving forward. Another guy that I'm keen to see, and I know people have gone off him a little bit, but Dylan Brown, I still think he's supremely talented. Um, there was obviously these rumors that Joey didn't want to work with the Parramatta Harbs anymore because someone was you know, so full of themselves. Everyone's pinning it on Dylan Brown. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Remains to be seen, but... I know a good footballer when I see one, and Dylan Brown is one of those guys, yeah. He puts in all these little extra effort plays constantly in games that no one really talks about. I'm a fan of Dylan Brown. I think I always will be, or at least for the next few years. So I'm backing him in. I'm very keen to see him bounce back in season 2022. Let's move to the Gold Coast Titans. Here the guys to pick from here. Headline for me, Toby Sexton, the halfback. Very keen to see him go round. Another guy that played Australian schoolboys that I've watched a little bit of that I spoke about before he debuted. Uh, keen to see him kick on. He's essentially been handed the keys now. The 5'8 next to him is an origin player, AJ Brimson. He hasn't played six in a couple of years. 
when he used to play six, rugby league is completely different to what it is now, realistically. As much as it's a short span of time, the game has changed so much in that time that I think it's going to be a little bit more of a harder transition than what he's what, what, what we're all expecting for AJ. But I think long-term, he will be good, no doubt about that. Campbell at fullback, obviously everyone's excited about him. I've said a number of times, I love the way that he plays his best games against the best teams. That's a sign of a really, really good footballer to me. So keen to see him go around again. And of course, the winger Marshu. Uh, I've spoken about him for a couple of years. Pretty much every rugby league super coach, whatever page has. Uh, I think his name used to be Greg Lessilano or something. I, I can't remember how to pronounce it exactly. Uh, but Greg Marshu now, as he's known, I think he could be anything as a winger in the NRL. So hopefully the Titans give him plenty of time, plenty of reps, and I think he can be really successful. Our last team is the North Queensland Cowboys. We spoke about him yesterday on the podcast, Ruben Cotter. Uh, He's my guy for the next two years. I think he's going to absolutely blow it out of the park over the next few seasons. I think he's got potential to be a premier 13 in our game. If in two or three years we're talking about him, not on the same level as Radley, Murray, Isaiah Yo, but sort of in that same tier, probably at the bottom of that tier, I won't be shocked. I, I think he's got huge potential to be a top five or six. And when I say five or six, probably four, five, six, uh, sort of lock forward in our game. Hopefully, God, I hope Todd Payton makes the decision to play Taumalolo in the front row and hands this guy the 13 jersey because I really do think he could be anything there. Thank you to Luciano for sending this one in, mate. A great question. Uh, Enjoy going through each team. I know you only wanted one player, but I really couldn't pick out one at the moment. Very early days, but very excited for a heap of guys there. If you put a gun to my head, you you said pick one player you're excited to see next year, probably would be Luke Keary coming back into this team. I think he's the best player to return to a team that... He's probably the best player we haven't seen in a while, Luke Keary, and in a great system as well. I have no doubt he'll do really good things. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 